Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Terrio Media. Don't wait for appreciation to buy real estate. Buy for cash flow and wait. In other words, hold that house. Your hosts, Matt Andrews and Matt Terrio. Hey, flipping houses can make you rich. Holding them will make you wealthy. This is the Hold That House Show. I am Matt Terrio, and over there is Mr. Matt Andrews. Use the force, Luke. <laughs> and before we begin, we've got a uh, free gift for you. Go to holdthathouse.com and download the four-hour work month, the Ten Commandments to Managing Property Managers. It's really the key ingredient to financial independence through real estate that nobody's telling you about. They're not going to tell you about it because it's kind of boring, <laughs> but it's actually what works. It's what gets you there. And uh, you can get that for free at holdthathouse.com, holdthathouse.com. All righty, coming to you today live from Tampa Bay, Florida. And it's not raining. And it's not raining. No, <laughs> like it has raining. been every day for the last four weeks. So this is good. This right. Is good. <laughs> so I don't know if you can tell or not. We're not going to know until after we're done recording how this sounds. We are using a different setup. We've, uh, we're in a boardroom, and uh, we're going to have to do some post-production magic. So, Mr. Producer, if we're a little heavy on the bass, cut that out. If we're a little high on the hiss, cut that out and uh, you know, make it sound good like you have been up to this point. Cool, cool. Cool. So... Maddie, today we're going to talk about the uh, benefits of leverage. Leverage. It's probably the single biggest ingredient or reason that real estate is such a wealth creator. If you don't have leverage on people, how can you blackmail them? I mean, you've got to have leverage. Oh, wait, wait, wait. (laughs) That's not what you're talking about. I'm sorry. That's not that kind of leverage. (laughs) Different podcast. Different podcast. Okay, all right. No, leverage in your business. Obviously, guys, you know, leverage is what helps you scale up in a way that nothing else could in your real estate business. Mm -hmm. Leverage is the difference between doing one deal here and there and doing... 10 deals here and there, like Matt Terrio does and like I do. So leverage is such an important piece of your business. But you know what, Matt? It's really misunderstood in so many ways. And people, you know, there's there's bank loans for first-time homeowners, and then there's actual loans for investors. And and some people equate one with the other and just get confused and think loans are loans. It's it's a whole different ballgame when we're talking about real estate and business ownership and scaling up a business. Those are different loans, and it's confusing for a lot of investors. Right, right. Absolutely. Well, let's, let's talk about leveraging of money real quick in its very basic sense to wh- why it is the wealth creator. So if you have a $100,000 property and you borrow 20%, so you've put 20% down, you put $20,000 down, right? And if that property should increase 10% in value, right, you get the, the benefit, that appreciation on the whole $100,000, not just the $20,000 you put in. That's one of the biggies. That's why it's 
I don't know, I can't think of another investment out there that's available to the average person where you can put money to work with that type of power. And that's just the appreciation we're talking about. That's just the appreciation. And certainly there are, there are business and, and businesses that are structured in a way that you can get some kind of returns like that. But certainly, you know, for the average investor or for the elite investors, nothing provides what real estate does here. Just that simple example right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about how much your power grew exponentially there, what you right. open yourself up to that you wouldn't have if you didn't have leverage. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Got to have it. So you get the benefit of leverage through the appreciation. But you also get the benefit through the acquisition. Is you got a hundred thousand dollar property without having to use a hundred thousand dollars of your money. Exactly. So all the now you can start building faster than you can in other. You know, there's, there's a uh, there's there's a couple other podcasts out there, and and you'll see, see um, the gurus come around where they're talking about notes, right? And how great it is because there's uh, no management. And if you do it in your IRA, there's no tax issues. And, right. you know, you don't have um, no maintenance calls. You don't have property taxes. There's yeah. great passive some, income. Some good, right? benef- some good benefits to know. Absolutely. No yeah. But one thing that they never point out is you don't have the benefit of leverage. Right. You have, if you want a $100,000 note, you have to buy a $100,000 note. You have to take $100,000 out of your pocket. Sure. And, you know, th- there's places for both of those strategies in your portfolio. But, you know, really buying notes is is much better strategy to sustain your wealth. Sure. If you're looking to build it, you're not going to build it that way. It's going to move really, really slowly. So you need the leverage. So that's another acquisition. Yeah, exactly. And and just to come off that point, you're not going into any bank saying, hey, I'd like to borrow some money to buy some notes. Right. You know, like that's not happening, right? They're going to be, first of all, the person you're talking to is going to look at you with a blank stare because somebody at a bank counter is not going to even understand that probably. But Secondly, you can't leverage, like Matt said. So um, that's just not going to work. Now, notes, we will have a, a show on that probably in the future. And that's a great strategy for uh, growing wealth. No, sustaining you know, wealth. For sustaining wealth, right. but, not, but not for, yeah, not for uh, what, we, what we would call inception of wealth, I guess. Right, right? there you yeah. go. Perfect. <laughs> and even then, sustaining, I mean, when you start, start looking at the devaluation of the dollar and you're holding notes, if that dollar drops, so does the value of your note. And Absolutely. People, uh, people try to play, get the best of both worlds and you really can't. Thanks for sitting tight while we pay our light bill. We'll be back right after this. Is Wall Street failing to meet your expectations? Has your 401k tragically turned into a 201k or worse? Don't panic. You don't have a money problem. You have an idea problem. We're turnkeyallies.com. And we'd like to share with you a new idea how one small shift can transform your financial future and accelerate its arrival. Go to turnkeyallies.com to get this new idea that Wall Street doesn't want you to know about. Turnkeyallies.com. More control, less risk. Turnkeyallies.com. So the other thing that I like about leverage is uh, leveraging other people. Yep. And specifically, I'm speaking of tenants that need a place to live. They're going to live somewhere. And then, you know, until uh, housing goes out of fashion, <laughs> until roofing gets, you know, when that trend blows right. over. Right. I think we're in a pretty safe market. Yeah. <laughs> right. People still like shelter. Absolutely. Yes. And it's also their most important bill of the month for most people. I have tenants where it's not, actually. I, I was about to say, <laughs> our hope is that it's their most important bill of the month. Yeah. Exactly. If it's not, it won't be a bill for them much longer, right? That's how right. it works. <laughs> so when you have the tenant in there renting your property, their rent goes to pay off that gap. So you've taken $20,000 to acquire the property. You're getting all of the appreciation. You're getting all the tax benefits. Um, you have the, the ability to keep acquiring but it's your tenants who are actually paying off that $80,000 that the bank gave you or somebody else that gave you. 
It just gets better and better. It, it does. You know, I, I read, you know, and I know you and I have talked about this a lot. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad when I was pretty young. And one thing I got out of it was how you can leverage and, and start to use money to leverage. And so, you know, when I got out of college, I didn't have a lot of money, but I put together enough for 20% down to buy a house. And then I got two roommates, two, you know, mm-hmm. college buddy roommates that actually paid rent mm-hmm. and actually, yeah, actually did pay me, which was nice. And I leveraged them for five or six years. You know, they paid off a good chunk of that house for me. And that's a, that's a house now that I rent out. I own it free and clear. I've owned it for, you know, over a decade now, mm-hmm. you know, but I really was able to hold on to that because I leveraged people and I leveraged money, right? I leveraged uh, with actual, uh, with a loan and with two good roommates that actually paid. So right. I learned that lesson early and then I thought, hey, I could do this over and over again. I could do this with tenants, like you said, and then leverage them. So that's how it works, guys. It allows you to leverage people. It allows you to leverage money. Uh, it, it creates what you have and lets you have the benefits of more than you actually put into it. Absolutely. Those are some of the biggest ways that I can think of the benefits of leveraging real estate. Now, there's other ways that you can uh, put leverage to work for you, but it's probably available in other opportunities or other ventures, is leveraging other people's experience. Yep. You know, um, have fellow investors, creating a network of fellow investors. Unfortunately, a lot of people, especially the newer investors, come into investing and they think that, uh, you know, everyone's competition. Right. You know, and, and we belong to a pretty high-level mastermind group of 80 of the probably the most prolific investors in the country, at least when it comes to single-family investing, I think. And uh, we, uh, how many deals have we done because we're part of this group, because we know other investors? Cooperation is way better than competition uh, just about every time, you know, especially right. in real estate. Um, you know, that people that know how to leverage real estate investing clubs and their local clubs and know how to find the people and really do uh, partnerships, uh, those are the ones who do deals quicker, you know, and I will always pay somebody or partner with somebody who knows something I don't to help me get something done that I wouldn't have gotten done anyway, you know, and I teach students, you know, you and I both teach uh, students how to flip houses too and how to, how to start those businesses and I always teach my students that, hey, when you're going into a market, if you're trying to flip houses or wholesale properties, other people that flip houses and wholesale properties, they're not your competition. Those are your best partners. Those are the people you want to find and say, hey, let's do deals together. Let's make this happen together and co-wholesale or let me refer you buyers. Or, you know, I've always you know, thought that cooperation is better than competition. So that's a, that's a really big one. You, you said something very, uh, very wise there on that one. Sure. <laughs> Every once in a while. <laughs> that's right. That's Probably right. have to wait four more episodes, five more no, episodes before no, that happens a, again. You, you drop at least one nugget on each one, you know. Come on. Got it. And then uh, other people's efforts. You're leveraging other people's. You can do that in traditional business as well, but it's where it really you really start to create a business out of your real estate is when you create a business where, you know, you provide an opportunity for someone else. You provide a job for someone else. And in return, that creates a business that can run with or without you. Absolutely. And uh, that's when it really starts to get fun. Absolutely. And that's part of being an entrepreneur. You know, part of being a real entrepreneur, you have the power to, uh, to create opportunities for people. Yep. You know, and that's, you know, and I always say it's not government that's going to solve your problem. It's not people. It's not pol- politicians in Washington. It's going to be entrepreneurs helping people and giving opportunities. Yep. So this is that's you know that's that in action. So I that's love so it. That's so clear to me. I mean, that's that's how this country was built. It yeah. was like when uh, our country was first forming, it was like three out of four people that came over here 
were entrepreneurs. Yep. And I was like, one out of 40 is an entrepreneur. Yep. I don't know what the number is, but it's way off balance. And then the results of our country are kind of indicate that it is off balance. You know, the, and it's interesting you say that too, because when I think about the history of it, I've been told, you know, the American dream was to own your own home. Mm-hmm. Right. And then that was replaced at one point by the desire they still wanted to own their own home, but that was replaced with the desire to own your own business. Mm-hmm. That became the American dream. Now, I don't, I don't know what the American dream is right now. I know what it should be. I know what it is for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's to, to be an entrepreneur, to own businesses, and mm-hmm. to help people, right? right. But uh, at large, we're losing that. And I feel like, you know, like you said, one in four now. So what is the American dream? You know, mm-hmm. it's a question that... Uh, one in four. One in forty. One in forty. Yeah. Oh, one in forty. I was Something about to say like one in four. I thought I thought you meant one in four even one. When we honest. started, we were. I yeah. think we were closer to that in the yeah. country. But uh, one in forty. Yeah, it's and I don't know what the numbers are. I you know thirty seven percent of all statistics are made up on this. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm good at that. But uh, but yeah, no, that's that's huge, and we have the ability to affect that change. We're entrepreneurs. We have power uh, to help people, and that's really what good entrepreneurs do. And um, that's, that's getting lost somewhere along the line in the messages the media is telling us and the messages politicians are telling us. That's getting lost. And uh, that's what's going to change the world, not, not politicians, not governments. So allow me to get off my soapbox now. All right. You sit down. <laughs> watch out. Watch your step. Ooh, ooh. Okay. There you go. You guys are... <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, whoa. All righty. So um, that sounds good today. The benefits of leverage. We're going to talk about um, next episode. We'll talk about some other opportunities that you might not have as many benefits of leverage or the ability or different uh, opportunities to use the leverage, but definitely other places and ways to get wealthy. That in addition to real estate, diversification is not a bad thing. Um, depending on who you talk to, I guess. But uh, yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, so always good to have some backups and some safety. So yeah, absolutely. I look forward to that one. Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty, so that's it for today. Flipping houses can make you rich. Holding them will make you wealthy. We'll be back next week. And until then, remember, don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. Hold that house! Contrary to popular belief, a lack of funding is not the biggest barrier to starting a business. It's excuses. But don't let a lack of funding be your excuse. We are Epic Fast Funding, and we'd like to fund your business with up to $150,000 in revolving credit lines. If you've got 60 seconds and a solid credit score, you could have access to your funds in as little as seven days. Go to EpicFastFunding.com to fill out our 60-second application. It's fast, it's simple, up to $150,000 in as little as seven days. Go to EpicFastFunding.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.